0: It was the best of times it was the blurst of times it was the best it was the best it was the best of times it was the blurst of times it was the best stupid monkey it was the best of times. it was the blurst of times it was the best
1: it was the best it was the best of times it was the blurst of times it was the best welcome to the blurst of times everybody hey and with me is Jake Flores how are you doing
0: hey man i'm not bad how are you
1: good pretty good uh you how's your self-isolation going
0: uh it's not too bad all things considered i think i'm in this weird space where i'm like i was way better set up for this than a lot of people and also (laughs) just like like uh i you know have a thing i have a podcast that i make money off of so that's fine but also just like mentally like i'm a real hermit so like this isn't bothering me that much it's actually kind of like exciting in a weird way because there's no pressure to not stay inside all the time right, which right, is a thing right. that i love doing yeah so i think that I'll get, it'll get old eventually but like right now i'm like you know, reading all the theory and shit that i fucking you know never actually read right um, yeah
1: it's i found that it was kind of easy because like the last Up until February, I had been either working from home, like freelancing or unemployed for like a year and a half. So I spent a lot of time at home, not going anywhere, not doing anything. So it really didn't take long for me to kind of like just kind of be like, all right, yeah, this is just how it is now. It didn't, you know, getting right back to where it was for the last year or so. Except I just can't go anywhere if I need to. That's about the only big (laughs) difference now
0: yeah it's weird man because people check in with you on like a personal level and they're like how are you doing yeah it's weird to be like i'm great but (laughs) yeah i'm aware this is my normal habitat (laughs) but but i'm like i'm aware that's like a weird thing to say because this whole thing is bad like
1: yes yeah
0: i'm not objectively fantastic in the grand scheme of things because i'm also not wanting to live on a dying planet yes you know or i guess like a it's not dying we're just dying yeah, but yeah. uh <laughs> yeah I don't know man I'm chilling that's where I'm yeah. at so it's uh
1: you yeah so you've got your podcast uh Poddam America uh you have a couple podcasts right
0: yeah I have Poddam uh that's like my political show that's uh kind of based in history and mm-hmm. you know topical stuff and election shit and left politics and theory and stuff like that um and then like i started an offshoot of it with my friend Luisa diaz because uh she's a like a smart person like a fucking art history person and also a, like a comedy booker okay so we, start, we started doing these episodes where we would get heavy into theory and then also be talking about like um you know george lopez or some shit and then <laughs> a podcast was born so right. now i have that's my new side thing nice um, I love both of my podcasts. They are my children.
1: Nice. You've been doing Poddam for, what, over a year? Two years?
0: A uh, couple of years. Yeah. I think it. it's kind of st- one of those projects that started in sputters. Right. So I can't really put an exact date to it. The yeah. first time I ever put a recording out was um, the day after Charlottesville, which okay. was uh, like a couple years ago now yeah. and some change. But, um, generally around two years, I think is where we're at.
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 I think I just saw today that actually, I think like today is a year since I started this one. So that's, you know, pretty good for being pretty sporadic on how often I put it out. So there's something there, you know, calendar yeah. going
0: on. yeah. Podcast is a marathon, not a race. <laughs> yeah. being for a sure. creative. It's like a, a, um, trimming the humble bonsai tree. <laughs>
1: You know, yeah, I'd like taking some time off just because like work stuff and like getting married and all that. And then like now with all this free time and like it's not like I can go to an open mic or anything like that right now. So might as well get back on the horse with this. Yeah.
0: And what a horse it is.
1: (laughs) 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 Uh, How has it been for you like not doing stand up through all this?
0: um i was in a weird place where like i was uh just finished with an hour and was looking to record it i had already recorded it i'm gonna put it out but i just had to do tags and stuff and was like in a place where i was gonna reset anyway so right. like i'm annoyed because literally like you know last like a week ago the beginning of april was supposed to be when i just recorded this shit and then i just didn't get to get the final fucking cut of it right so that's annoying um but that is like just material cycle wise i was kind of done so i don't really feel like uh that bad about like having been in the middle of a bunch of material that i lost or anything i right i also have too many projects going on and always I was getting into a weird place with stand up where I was like, you know, it's a thing I love, but it was also kind of a burden to me. Mm-hmm. I like, constantly have to keep showing up to it and uh, not fall away from everyone else. So like, I don't know, man, this quarantine thing is putting it in a weird perspective for me <laughs> where I'm like, you know, I actually kind of feel relaxed that everyone is getting fired from the at the same time from right, comedy and there's right. like this massive reset And uh, I think I'm also, also, honestly, because I can't do it now, I'm really getting back to a place where I remember what I like about it. This quarantine thing, man, I swear to God, (laughs) I am no, I am not a man of God. But this strikes me as some sort of like, like fable or like something weird where like, you know, like Christians, when something bad happens, they're like, this well, is God testing yeah. us. Like they put this narrative into it. That, I know that shit is not real. I'm, right. a, you know, not one of those people, but I like can't help like kind of framing it like that sometimes, where it's like this is like really like teaching me so much about what I really value. Yes, you know? Yes.
1: Yeah. What's important to you versus like what is just bullshit, basically.
0: I mean, you know, all that shit, all those old religious texts were written by people who were working this sort of shit out in the face of, you know, I guess you'd probably just people died left and right yeah. back then. So it makes sense that that's like that whole <laughs> yeah. thing came in a full circle but <laughs> right. it's just a, it's weird that it happened And, uh I you know, I'm feeling it right now. Yeah. But um yeah, no, I I miss stand up now and I really want to do it again.
1: Yeah, I think it's been kind of weird cuz like, you know, I mean, there are all the shows here. Or just, you know, DIY bar shows. You know, we don't have a club or anything like that. So, like, there is that uh, sense of community that exists because it's a small scene. And so, it's, like, also, like, oh, man, I don't get to hang out with all of my friends anymore. Even Or even just, like, the people that I was, like, kind of, you know, acquaintances with. Like, I don't even get to see them and shoot the shit with them every night and stuff like that. And, like, that's kind of a big bummer aspect of it, too. Not just the, like, not being able to perform, but just the losing out on hanging out with people I actually enjoy being around you know
0: yeah for sure I mean well stand-up is so much more than you know <laughs> right a job it's also fucking most of the time not a job it's entirely the community thing I think like I don't know I I had a real real tight-knit crew of comics when I lived in Austin but in mm-hmm. New York it's it's a little bit less like that there's less of a cohesive scene there's little tribes within it and so uh you know, sometimes really stand up for me here was going to work, doing the thing and then yeah. hanging out with like friends that just aren't comedians. Um, although I do have probably a, a little scene I could easily uh, quantify. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it really put that in perspective too because like now I'm like, oh no, I remember who I like hanging out with in comedy and I would like right. to go do that with them right now Yeah, and yeah. fucking can't. Yeah,
1: I'm with you on that. Yeah, it's been a strange, I don't know, I think it's just the whole, like I said, like, within the first couple of weeks, I got very comfortable with, like, okay, this is this is what it is, I'm going to be in the house all the time, fine with that, I don't feel like I'm missing out too much in that department, but, like, I think the disruption to my routine, I think, was, like, kind of a big deal, that was hard, like, just, you know, every you know oh monday i always go to these mics and tuesdays i do this and i have my show on thursdays and all this shit and like just like oh i don't have to do that anymore and just trying to figure out ways to occupy my time when i would normally be in some bar somewhere you know
0: yeah yeah um yeah man i don't know i fucking miss it but it'll you know it'll be really interesting when it comes back if it comes back uh yeah
1: (laughs) yeah huge if yeah. I, yeah I think it's, i'm one of the things i've been thinking about is uh the people that are just going to not go back to it and who that'll end up being people who are you know we're all re- already kind of like on the edge of like eh, i don't know if I, you know this is just a hobby kind of thing <laughs> or or if I mean or if that's the only people that are gonna stay. <laughs> I'm sure the people that you want to quit are not gonna be the ones that actually quit, but
0: Yeah, I mean there is a temptation to look at this as like some sort of sort of great cleansing, but right. like the person you're thinking of is going to be the the person who is dumb enough to yeah. like not take the hint from God himself, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. The ones who are trying to still like hold open mics like when everybody's like shutting down bars and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fuck, good comics are doing this shit, too. I, this Zoom thing, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. If this is lasts as long as I think it might, I don't know if this Zoom thing is really going to pan out as some sort of uh, uh, placeholder for stand the stand-up experience i think at some point you look at people and you go you're a comedian you fucking make a podcast or something yeah
1: there's (laughs) other things you can do like i mean i've I've tried to watch a few of those uh like instagram live comedy shows and like i don't know it's just it's weird because you don't get the feedback and like so and you can tell that they're awkward and uncomfortable because they're like just talking at their phone I don't know, it just didn't have I don't know, I don't think I would like to do that,
0: <laughs> yeah, what's New Orleans like, man, I can tell you Brooklyn is weird as shit <laughs> is that where you uh, are,
1: yeah New Orleans yeah, yeah, yeah it's good, uh, I mean, you know, just in general, it's always i mean we are we're like one of the we're like New York, we're one of the hot spots for the virus, uh it's starting to get. Better curve wise, I think, uh I saw this afternoon. So that's good, but it's, you know, but as a whole, the city is as it always is, you know, dysfunctional, but fun, kind of, you know? That's, yeah. <laughs> it just, <it's> up <laughs> up.
0: Oh, man. I miss it.
1: Yeah. When was the last time you were down here?
0: A little over a year ago. Yeah. Last January, I went down. Yeah, um, that sounds right. I did uh, some punk bar in a side of town no one fucking knew or hung out. Uh, it was around my birthday, so I got pretty trashed sure. and fell asleep in Miss Mays got kicked out. Nice, it's very cool. Good time. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: Oh, man. Well, uh, you want to jump into this episode uh, that you picked?
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, so you went with uh, season 7, episode 14, I believe, uh, scenes from the class struggle in Springfield. Uh, classic one where Marge gets the Chanel suit at the uh, thrift store and repurposes it a few times to try to fit in at the at the country club. Uh, it's a it's a good episode. I it's been a little bit since I've watched this one, but I really enjoyed watching it. Is there yeah. any real reason you chose it other than just being a fan of it, or
0: yeah, totally? So I uh, think that I. read read the pitch concept uh, as you know maybe that as a guest you're free to go a little bit farther than just I like this episode I think it's funny you know I like pop culture and I like that the thing you do with pop culture is take any fucking thing and then connect it back to what you're experiencing right now and you know um, so you know there's a lot of great episodes of the simpsons that are about a lot of different things and at a given time it might i might have picked something else yeah the last time i did a simpsons podcast i did the one where he moves or homer goes to new york because i had just moved to new york you right. know?
1: yeah yeah i was
0: thinking about this question i was like man i don't know because like we're in such a weird time and also a i don't know what the quintessential quarantine episode is uh <laughs> but also but b i don't know uh, I don't want to be the fucking person to do it. If there is one that we all figured out, right. somebody else can have it, you know? Um, hmm. You know what? There's a lot of God stuff in there. Maybe I should go with that religious show I was talking about earlier, but, um, <laughs> but outside of the quarantine, really, I mean, there's just another story unfolding that I'm heavily invested in, which is, uh, or at least now, I used to be invested in now. I'm kind of not, um, which was, you know Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden and the whole election and everything and mm-hmm. what it meant. And I'm obviously a political person right. and almost was way too on brand in picking a Simpsons episode called "Scenes from the Class Struggle." <laughs> I I, as
1: soon as you said the episode title, I was like, "Of course, it, that it's going to have class struggle in the title." Yeah,
0: I this. I mean, there's all this isn't even well. Maybe this is actually the most left episode. But I was going to say that you know there was like a, um, the other one. Uh, the fucking one where they go on strike at the plant like that yeah, also yeah, yeah. is something you could pick if you were just being like a fucking totally branded left twitter mm. person or whatever <laughs> i it caught my eye i looked at it for that reason i was like yeah. well i wonder if this will be that and then i actually started watching it and read a, like the synopsis and was reading the Wikipedia page for it and i was like oh shit this actually is kind of um on uh this is something i'm kind of thinking about right now because Um, the other thing that I'm doing right now during the quarantine to make money is, um, somebody hit me up and they were just like, I love your voice and I have a bunch of money. (laughs) You know, do you want to read something like long form and, uh, you know, throw you like fucking a hundred bucks on Venmo or whatever. And I was like, okay, that's (laughs) the easiest fucking thing ever. Yeah. So, um, I did a poll on Twitter, like, what should I read? And, uh, the one of them I thought would be funny was the, novel little women oh
1: right yeah i did see you you've been reading that yeah
0: and that's like the funniest one because of the mo from the simpsons <laughs> yeah. <Like> an image <laughs> that we all know <laughs> and so that one won and so i've been reading little women and yeah. i've been having this weird like odyssey with little women where i was like you know i don't know what this book is about i've never read it right. i do know it's kind of funny because they made it into a movie and apparently it wasn't very good and then yeah. all these fucking people on twitter try to do twitter stuff with it where they're like it's toxic that the movie wasn't you know uh <laughs> so i never really thought about it other than just making jokes about it right um but then i started reading it and it's fuck it's Scenes from the class struggle, man. I mean, it's it's you know there's a reason that uh, Marxism is you know referred to as the immortal science or whatever. It's fucking in everything, you know. Yeah, yeah, and (laughs) and Little Women is uh, you know it's got some class struggle in it, and so I started getting kind of into it while I was reading, and you know I'm reading it, so I'm doing all these like southern voices and shit while I'm doing it. it's kind of like that era it's right, kind of right. that era of like Tennessee yeah. Williams type stuff mm-hmm. and um, in particular I've just been vibing really hard and thinking about that uh, King of the Hill episode where they go to New Orleans actually mm-hmm. you know one um, right. <laughs> and so yeah I've been really living in like that era of history and uh, you know this this Simpsons episode is kind of one of those types of stories but right. set in Springfield Yeah, and you know, and those stories do offer a window into something that does connect back to where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. You know, which is literally that class struggle thing, and so, and also this episode is in an era that's very tightly written joke wise. So, like, there's just a lot of funny shit in the episode. Um, but I, yeah, I love this as a classic Simpsons episode that kind of has a point and is kind of uh, you know, sad at a lot of times. Um. I also think it's it's definitely got a lot more
1: heart than a lot of like other episodes, or
0: definitely newer
1: episodes for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've heard Simpsons writers talk about how like the these fucking has been going on for thirty years or whatever now, and they're just yeah. like, you know, listen, we wrote all the hard episodes, we like did yeah. that, you know. <laughs> yeah. you, you look through the uh, the catalog of the Simpsons and see where they where we got all of them out. Right. And, yeah, yeah, we already
1: had Homer <laughs> contemplate suicide in season three or whatever. Like, we can't. <laughs> Let's just have some weird jokes now
0: yeah so they're not all like that and so you know there's there's a limit to storytelling i guess within something like a universe like that and so um this is like in you know uh, a nice like thing because it's limited and you -hmm. know there's only so many of these and i kind of forgot about this one because i yeah i also wanted to watch it because i wanted to challenge myself a little bit challenge myself to simpsons (laughs) episode but (laughs) i'm gonna get out of my wheelhouse a little bit because um You know, I mean, if you ask me just on a first date what my favorite Simpsons episodes are, I'm going to go like Flying Hellfish, yeah. Prohibition, um, Bart Sells His Soul. All these yeah. ones that are all the male characters. Right. Um, I don't know. Fucking. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of them, you know, yeah. and like, we all know the big ones. Right. Like Monorail, Scorpio, Cape
1: Fear. Yeah
0: yeah Um, but this one I thought was uh, cool because it's a Marge episode and Marge is Mm -hmm. like you know underappreciated Simpsons character yeah and um, I think it was also the first um, I was reading the Wikipedia page I don't have it exactly off the top of my head but it was like the first episode that was like written and produced by a woman or like a woman got like the byline or something. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. What's her name? Uh, Jennifer Crittenden. Cr- Crittenden. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She, uh, actually I was looking at the episode she wrote. She only wrote five episodes of the Simpsons, but they're all pretty Marge heavy episodes. Uh, and Maggie makes three PTA disbands, uh, this one, 22 short films and twisted world of Marge Simpson. So, Pretty much any of the major Marge episodes, uh, she penned them
0: yeah yeah clearly she's got a fucking knack for writing Marge which mm. is cool yeah. um I don't know I thought that was interesting I felt like for a minute that maybe I shouldn't pick that because it's like well maybe a woman should do this episode sure uh because I'm gonna I, I, <laughs> I am not a male feminist for picking a Marge episode you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh I thought it was interesting and I thought it was disruptive which I think is cool <laughs> yeah because um there is just that question in comedy of fucking you know women as comedy writers and stuff like that there's it's like uh, being like a you know black quarterback or something right um i think that is kind of cool that um this episode was written by someone like that and you know and you wouldn't really know it because it's um i mean you maybe. You might get curious because it's a Marge episode or whatever, mm-hmm. but it, it feels like a fucking Simpsons episode. It doesn't right. feel like yeah. a deviation from that to try to mm-hmm. make a point about something like that. It's got like this humor. Yeah. That and that can... written
1: by somebody who has written like, you know, 20 or 30 episodes, like she's only done a few episodes at this point. So, yeah, to be able to figure, you know, tie into the universe and and understand these characters in, you know, uh, with limited experience in writing for them is even more uh, exciting, I think.
0: Yeah, it's cool. I mean, that was just the, the great fucking era of writing back mm. then, and you know, I know it's collaborative effort and stuff. And there's yeah. there's a formula that went into making these things like that, like ten out of ten or whatever. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was really cool, and it um it it particularly reminded me. Here's what it was. Here's why it got me thinking about what's going on in my own life right now, because because I can't do stand up right now, and the future is so uncertain with whether that's mm. a job at all or a thing, or what the fuck did I just do with the last 10 years of my life? Right. Um, you know, re- really meditating on these huge questions about this fucking thing I love. It's caused me to like really go back and, you know, go over the whole story of stand up in my life, in my head. Mm-hmm. And um, you take a lot of stock in it. And I want, I think for me, the defining sort of moment, in what made me the comedian I am was moving to New York. And what I mean is that I moved to New York from Austin Mm -hmm. and was already, you know, kind of a person who was interested in politics and theory and stuff like that. And I had, you know, the the world was in a specific place at that point. Occupy had just happened. Um, Trump hadn't happened yet you know we're in this just percolating time Mm -hmm. and I think I was um, beginning to sort of be able to connect the fucking uh, Marx reader that I was reading backwards to the actual things I was experiencing and you know getting a little bit close to something you would call class consciousness or something Mm -hmm. like that and it was extremely catalyzed by taking this gamble and trying to go be a professional artist in New York and, uh, you know, just taking a crack at it and realizing there's a huge fucking difference between the pool of comedians that you're competing with in something like New York versus a place like New Orleans or Austin or whatever. And that thing, it's entirely unspoken and is downplayed and people fucking try to keep it from existing or keep anyone from talking about it. Is class, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so there are all these scenes in this episode where, you know, I mean, essentially the plot of the episode is that Marge, uh, what she runs into it, somebody she went to high school yeah, with at the Quickie like, Mart. Mart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: like, she doesn't know how to pump her own gas, which, by the way, sidetrack here. Uh, since when does the Quickie Mart have gas pumps? I think <laughs> this is the only episode that they have them just because it fueled the plot. uh but yeah, so she helps her pump the gas, and she's like, "Oh, you, uh, you know, you should come to down to the country club or whatever." And I think she's wearing the Chanel suit at the point at this point. So like, she's like, "Oh, you must be doing okay because right. you're dressed fancy."
0: She found the Chanel suit at a thrift store. It was a huge mm-hmm. find. She puts it on. She goes to the quickie mart. This rich person who would not have otherwise talked to her right. sees her and mistakes her for one of her own. Right? Yeah. And. So then, you know, she has this whole experience of going and hanging out at the country club and being like really out of place, but you Mm -hmm. know, having somehow got her foot in the door there and like that, those scenes where she's hanging out with those fucking (laughs) just ridiculous people, just the vibe and the alienation reminds me so much of like, when I go to hang out with comedians here Mm -hmm. and this is not, you know, all comedians here. I mean, there's plenty of fucking people in this scene that are, um, you know from dirt and stuff like that right. but there are like tribes within this scene mm-hmm. that uh that will the it's unspoken because you know we're not living in antebellum south anymore right uh no one is overt about any of the things they believe but especially not about their privilege because right. it's not in vogue to be privileged anymore now it's very out of vogue right mm-hmm. so <laughs> So the, I've had all these experiences where I'd go to, like, um, and I really – man, this is something that, like, is kind of a hot one. But uh, <laughs> we, Louisa talks about this on my fucking podcast a lot. A lot of them – a lot of people that are all rich are, like, the absurdest comedians for whatever mm, reason. Okay. I didn't – I have all sorts of theories about why that is. But, like, whenever I go to, like, certain hangouts and I try to – fit in because Mm. in my mind i'm still naive and there is like a mobility there and that you can associate with these people um i often feel like that because it takes me a while to realize no one around here has a fucking job like everyone just hangs out and you know they just sort of talk about how like uh they they say things that sound as ridiculous to me as they as they sound in the episode here (laughs) um like when people tell me that they're just like uh you know that they got a packet and they were just tired and they didn't want to do it that sounds as <laughs> crazy to me right, as a person right. who's trying to make it in comedy as it is for you know for whatever the fuck these ridiculous people yeah, are saying yeah. oh we made soup in the microwave one night because we didn't right. want to wake up our servant you know yeah. um <laughs> that shit <should> always <laughs> cracks me up yeah. so that the dream of trying to assimilate that way and then realizing that you couldn't and shouldn't is uh, something that is real bittersweet for me because now that the dream of you know Bernie is dead, mm-hmm. these people fucking won and they don't even understand like that this episode is about them. You know, right,
1: right, right.
0: <laughs> so the, the, these 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 types of jokes are just really like personal and uh and kind of bittersweet to me because you know if you're Marge in that situation, you're the only person that understands what's happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, you know, I've, I grew up middle-class, uh, you know, I went to private Catholic school for high school and stuff like that and, and grammar school. Um, so like I've, you know, I've never like, so that's where I'm coming from. Uh, and so, I mean, obviously there's always, you know, there's always people that are going to be more well-off than yourself, no matter wherever you're at. So, but a lot of, You know, just the general, even, like, in this episode, even just the awkwardness and, like, the uncomfortableness of, like, not fitting in. Like, that is, you know, really resonated a lot with me, a whole bunch. Just, like, uh, I mean, even, like, in comedy situations, but also thinking back to high school and stuff like that. And, like, you know, trying to hang out with, like, the guys that, you know, played sports or whatever. And, like, you know, just not knowing the lingo or... Or, and they can just kind of see through you in a way, the way that these people at the uh, country club are, you know, talking (laughs) shit about Marge, like, to her face, basically, but in this, like, kind of, you know, subtle way, I guess, or not so subtle. Yeah, I mean
0: that the the caddy fucking tennessee williams one is the funniest character <laughs> yeah <laughs> she does a lot of that shit that they do in that king of the hill episode where it's mm-hmm. all just like you know i'd rather die with the sinners or whatever the fucking saying is <laughs> tardy with the sinners and whatever with the saints right uh she keeps making all these backhanded compliments about marge like they're playing cards at one point Marge's been wearing the same Chanel suit mm-hmm. the whole time because she doesn't oh, yeah. have she's another like, rich person's suit. Yeah. And if and you it's...
1: well, if you had just changed suits we could have beat them. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh changing suits is not in fashion, eh, Marge or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is so fucking fun. Yeah. yeah. I love
1: uh I love at the end when uh when she's like, Oh, when march doesn't show up ultimately to the them like getting into the club, uh and she's like, oh, I hope Marge didn't take all of my attempts to destroy her seriously or something <laughs> like that. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's so fucking funny. Um, Other shit that's really funny about this episode is like the side plots with like the family, like Homer yeah. trying to golf. At a, <laughs> yeah, at a he's fucking... just,
1: just automatically good at golf right out the gate. <laughs> and then so he golfs with Mr. Burns. That's great.
0: Yeah, I laughed really hard when uh Mr. Burns I guess saw him on the security camera footage. <laughs>
1: yeah, golfing at work.
0: He's golfing, he's hitting golf balls into he's discovered he's good at golf, so he's hitting yeah. golf balls into the toilets. Yeah. And Mr. Burns is watching it over like the little, you know, Black and white TV security camera thing. And he goes, uh, Who is this lavatory linksman? (laughs) (laughs) He just talks like that. Uh, Smithers is like one of the fork and spoon operators from Sector 7G. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Burns had another good, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was he said, but it uh, it was back at the Quickie Mart when Marge's high school classmate drives off from the gas pump and Mr. Burns rolls up in his, you know, 19. 19 car or whatever it is and he's got his driving gloves and goggles on i can't remember exactly what he's like fill it up with uh i can't remember exactly what he said but <laughs> just that old-timey mr burns classic type line that is just just so goofy and absurd that yeah. it's just like uh, yeah
0: i love when he drives it's so funny <laughs> yeah he drives like a person from a very specific like i think short-lived era of automobile (laughs) operation yeah (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't like that for a long time yeah um another thing that made me laugh really hard in that golf thing was um so i guess homer accidentally or accidentally he's using some famous golfer i guess does a cameo oh yeah clubs that guy's like uh you know tom here's Kite, you to
1: apparently is his name i don't know
0: yeah he gives him all this friendly advice like what you want to do is square your shoulders and you know uh, and at the end of it and then the third thing you want to do is give my fucking clubs back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, uh, but you can keep the shoes <laughs> you keep the shoes it's so funny and then like um oh no this was unrelated to that sorry another thing that happens to that golfing uh plot line is homer his club swings out of his hands at one point and it flies oh, yeah. it hits Krusty the clown in the yeah. head mm-hmm. and just real quick before the camera cuts away Krusty the clown goes i knew they uh, they don't accept my kind here <laughs> yeah and yeah. like that's so funny because, like, if you stop for a minute and you think yeah. about it, you're like, that's he's talking about Jews. Like, yeah. it sounds yeah, like it's not
1: because he's a clown, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's
0: also really funny if it's clowns, though. Yeah, because, like, exactly. My like...
1: kind, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah, there was a oh, back, um, back at Mr. Burns's mansion where he's like talking to Smithers about like. How he's really good at golf, and like Smithers is like, oh yeah, you know the only game you ever lost was against Richard Nixon because you let him win because he was like <laughs> he was sad about having to go to jail, <laughs> and like, yeah. and then like uh, and then <laughs> Mr. Bird says uh, this Homer Nixon, you think he's related? <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, like, oh, and I, then... they spell and pronounce them differently, so I don't think so. Like that, they spell and pronounce their names differently is just like I that's such a funny line to me
0: yeah and i mean smithers is like a great comedic device for for owning rich people like that too yeah. because it shows you how like how this person just makes all their living and you know and it's also completely just bought into this thing where like they have to cleverly word shit like that to make the their boss this guy mr burns right not only not embarrassed but think that he's like right about shit yeah. like that
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's the same name but they spell it pronounce. yeah that, instead of just being like no that's not his like instead of correcting him just kind of that uh yeah like not being a yes man without having to actually say the words yes i guess you know
0: yeah yeah so this episode- owns the rich a lot which is fun and you know very relevant today and all this stuff but i guess the plot of it is really kind of kind of actually got some depth and it reminds me a little bit of like something like parasite which is yeah
1: which i still have not seen yet it is on hulu now so that's like on the list for the quarantine to watch
0: well without giving away the plot of it i mean it is just I would describe it as a tragedy about the myth of class mobility. It mm-hmm. in a sense is same thing that's happening here, which is someone thinking that they can climb up a class level like that, right. uh, as was kind of sold to all of us just by the American <laughs> dream or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then realizing that they. In Marge's case, I think that she realizes, not that she can't, but that she couldn't without, like, destroying her family.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a really, like, interesting part about this episode. Because, like, Marge is usually the, you know, silver lining character who can, like, see the beauty and everything. And, hey, everything will be okay. And, like, her losing her cool with Lisa a few times and, like, yelling at her, which is, like not something Marge usually does is it's really interesting, like seeing how this is affecting her emotionally and psychically, uh, you know, trying to, yeah, be, you know, uh, move her status up, but also just be accepted by these people that her entire life have, you know, didn't even know who she was. And she's like on that verge right now and how that is affecting her family life.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, The Simpsons is kind of great because it's from this era of like sitcom where Mm -hmm. people were first writing and accepting and watching sitcoms that were not so much prescriptive and about the way things should be, but they were about the way things are. And it was, you know, the first time that a poor family could really be the center of a, something like a sitcom. Like, mm-hmm. the, I mean, you know, Roseanne, I think, predates yeah. it. And uh, Mary of the Children are all kind of con- contemporaneous. Yeah. And, like, there are, like, some old shows that are pretty working class. Like, yeah,
1: like uh, the Honeymooners.
0: Yeah, but um, even shows like the Honeymooners, though, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they go... S- that far into the uh the yearning and also the grit i guess of being kind of trashy you know right right yeah i mean those people are all middle class i guess yeah um there are some some shows from like the 70s that are kind of like this like uh you know taxis about a bunch of cab drivers and um I don't know welcome back Cotters about a fucking school teacher who's yeah. you know children are delinquents and stuff or students. So it's not a, like a completely un unexplored territory in sitcoms, but The Simpsons kind of uh, I think pushes it a little bit further. And you know, obviously, they had all those controversies with like uh, the bushes and shit like right. that when it was right. out, and the yeah. people. People were very, people were very afraid of it. It was during a time when people were, oh, mm-hmm. were afraid of art and heavy metal music and gangster yeah. rap and oh, shit. Who and are the the children. Yeah, <laughs> and so the, <laughs> this, you know, it was kind of dangerous or whatever. Right. And um, I think that one thing that made it through the screen that was kind of cool about Marge's character specifically was that um, you know, she's from this family that's so working class, and she also like kind of, uh, I think they hint a lot of times that she could have had a better life and that, oh, yeah, yeah. but she loves Homer and so she just has these very small dreams and every once in a while you can tell she has this thing that really exists where you want that life, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. When she goes to New York, it's really funny because she says stuff like, um, I've always dreamed of being in a Broadway show audience, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But with this, I think that they they take her a little bit more seriously and they sort of examine Mm -hmm. what is that thing in people? You know, what is tempting about wanting to hang out with those people? Um, Marge gets really sucked into it and lost in it. Lisa does a little bit like she's like kind of a woke fucking. Yeah, she's like in the middle of
1: like talking about like, you know, these upper class people and like how gross and disgusting they are but then sees a horse run by and she's like, Oh, a pony, you know? And like, you know, cause she's still a little girl. Like she's what, you know, eight years old or whatever. So like, you know, it, it's crazy that she is the, uh, kind of voice of these things in the show because she is a small child, but also she's still a small child. So she's going to be fascinated by a horse.
0: Yeah. And I think it also serves as like a cool metaphor for like, even someone like Lisa, you know, who's got all this figured out and mm-hmm. probably thinks this sucks can still be very tempted and so right. you know i don't know i mean it, to me it kind of feels like a little parable about like selling out or something because like yeah. you know i felt it like so many times myself when i see the way people that are clearly living a different life than me live well, These people that don't have fucking day jobs that mm-hmm. i'm talking about right and you know right. you you look at them and you know, you either eventually come around to where I am, which is like, ah, fuck off, you know? But like, <laughs> yeah. before that, I mean, fucking, I remember, especially earlier in my career, thinking like, I want that. That looks so much fucking, that looks like so much fucking fun. Yeah. That looks like a, you know, like a life I'd really want to live. And I, th- I think with like artists, it's it's more coded because mm-hmm. you sort of convince yourself, like, what? No, I'm a worker. I'm a professional comedian. Yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. I play guitar or whatever. And it's like, ah you you get to play while everyone else fucking makes dirt, you know. Right, right. Um, uh, and uh, and that's something that I've got kind of just grappled with in in what what you're really doing when you say you're a fucking artist. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I feel like Marge. I feel like somebody who was like, oh, I want to do that, and uh, and then I realized how much that actually fucking sucks. Right. And kind of went, no, I care about like my, my people more, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, damn. Yeah, it's, it's it's like really resonating very well right now. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't uh, know. I'm probably reading way too into yeah, this. Yeah, no. I mean I, know. <laughs> I mean,
1: I I I I can't see you being wrong because I mean, think about you know who conceived of and and wrote these episodes like this. I mean, it's people who you know were probably sending packets out and shit like that to all kinds of different shows to try to write on, and you know. Going through a very similar thing that you are describing and then, you know, get on the writing staff for, you know, one of the greatest TV shows of all time. And, uh, you know, so they're going to kind of put some of that into it, I would think.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, TV writers have like, uh, you know, they're not a monolith. <laughs> I know, <at> <laughs> know you have like... had some uh, some, <laughs> some beefs
1: on Twitter with uh, TV writers, but uh... yeah, well, I think
0: <laughs> nowadays they've lost their goddamn mind because of all this stuff I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. But like, I don't know. I mean, but, you, you know, some of these people from like that generation of Simpsons writers, I think, are kind of salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. And so that th- might be coming from that perspective. But yeah. like a lot of them also, though, like, <laughs> are really funny but they're like from you know harvard and shit, right right you know? yeah yeah like conan o'brien went to harvard i think harvard or the other one and um was an english major and so mm-hmm. you could see that in like stories like this where you know th- this very well could be written by somebody who isn't drawing from their own life but read enough of this fucking louisa may alcott and you know uh southern uh antebellum literature mm-hmm. and gone with the wind and all this shit right uh to uh, be able to successfully frame a story around it and recreate like the depth of it um and also you know i i have my gripes with just the rich people in general but like <laughs> be, being from a certain background does not make you like inherently unable to uh to have right. a good perspective and an analysis stuff like that so it could be that too yeah i'm a little skeptical though because uh, of that idea though because um I don't know, it just seems like way, way more people who kind of are on the the Ivy League to writers room pipeline make it through those situations.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Um, let's see. Anything more on this episode before we jump into the newer one?
0: Um, let's see, I got yeah. some notes here. I think that's all I got. I did fucking golf jokes were really funny. Yeah, me. I don't know, I don't good. know why. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: it was a good. It was
1: a good b plot. Like I, I don't know. Just kind of silly. Um, uh, and like, I guess it kind of makes sense that that's how Homer would kind of start to assimilate with that. You know, group of people. He's he likes bowling. He's good at that. This is their sport. Uh, there. I so I that- guess you know
0: there's some other funny stuff in the episode now that i think about it like it opens with uh fucking grandpa simpson trying to fix their tv yeah. and oh, breaking yeah. <laughs> it and then they're like
1: cables out yeah
0: there's just a scene cut where they're like well you know what we got to do now <laughs> they just yeah. drive them to the nursing home i feel like they do that multiple times in the series <laughs> like yeah. they're always putting him in a nursing home <laughs> and uh there's and then good could...
1: they... oh yeah and no, they're going
0: I was going to say, they go out to that, like, thrift store outlet store thing, yeah. way the fuck out of town, and, and, like, that salesman guy is there who's just – that works everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's, you go, you want this TV here? And it's, like, <laughs> it's their TV. <laughs> it's like the same fucking TV. Yeah, exact same one. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and all the it's off-brand got this-
1: stuff, like, Sorny and uh, <laughs> Magnet Box.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really like the way Simpsons writers make fun of language. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, the way people speak uh, – a running simpsons gag i think is um like joking about like professional speak like um Mm -hmm. there's an episode where uh what's his name chief wiggum is like having to talk like a cop into a uh, a walkie-talkie and he's going the the suspect is hatless i repeat hatless (laughs) you know it's like (laughs) just making up shit to try to sound like (laughs) you're a cop there's the salesman is explaining the TV and he's like, oh, it's got this casing on here to prevent fall apart. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that's just that's just some dumb shit you would hear in a commercial. Oh, you know? absolutely, yeah, Meaningless <laughs> fall apart. describing the casing.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of good lines like that are like quotes that people just like quote all the time, uh, especially like in the age of the Internet now uh, like Marge was saying, Oh, let's go, you know, let's go out to do this. And, uh, Homer says, uh, what's the point of going out? We're just going to wind up back here anyway. Uh, (laughs) It's a a good one. Uh, and then there's the, uh, what was the, Oh man, there was, Oh, uh, Homer was excited about going in there because he was excited about somebody. Oh, the valet. He wanted to bring, uh, valet park the car because he wanted somebody to uh, call him sir without following it up with you're making a scene. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. Pretty, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I lines. like
0: Bart. Uh, his He had a few jokes about like the bathroom attendant. oh yeah towels until I paid (laughs) him to stop
1: (laughs) yeah and then homer's like i should have held that a little bit longer and holds up a stack of
0: towels (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: yeah uh all right so you want to check out this new episode and then get to
0: talking about that yeah okay we're back yeah
1: yes yeah we are back uh, so yeah we just watched uh damn what was the name of the episode? jazzy and the pussycats I believe it's the name of the episode season 18 <laughs> uh season 18 or season 22 uh yeah season 18 episode two so not not too far uh into the modern era of Simpsons uh
0: yeah it was kind of time stamped by that white stripes ref <laughs> yeah pretty that far was back.
1: that was a little uh, it was a it was a kind of funny scene but yeah i always i don't know there's something about when they have celebrities come on and just be themselves instead of just being voice actors for a made-up character i don't know it just kind of
0: i, I fucking it pulls, hate it yeah it pulls I, me out
1: of the universe a little bit
0: josh Androsky told put it to me that's the first time i remember having this conversation <laughs> he was the person who like articulated it which is just yeah. that the simpsons stopped being the simpsons when it stopped fictionalizing celebrities because it used to be if you wanted to make a joke about Arnold Schwarzenegger you would make up this character McBain who kind of is Arnold Schwarzenegger but he's Mm -hmm. a Springfield version of that and then after a while when they just got really you know the show became a fucking institution and it turned into this thing where we're supposed to be delighted by cameos and just cameos are just the lamest most commercial thing ever
1: especially like the way that they were used in this episode like like back uh the episode with like the X-Files and they actually had David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson like play their, but they were playing their X-Files characters they weren't being David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson you know so like it was yeah. a like, kind of different thing but like that was fun because they were just playing in that almost like a crossover episode yeah but, like, i mean this white stripes for bart to play the drums i don't
0: know yeah there's just something i can't really place down about how much it just fucking sucks because (laughs) that last episode we were talking about some golfer was in it and like he was himself and he was the the joke the joke that they do with like uh character like real people that get inserted into the universe is you know they're kind of uh off put by Mm -hmm. springfield and the simpsons and you know they hate them and stuff like that and that's yeah that it's funny when that golfer was doing it, but there's yeah. something about that white stripes thing. It wasn't this whole episode to me kind of was surprising because it was not the worst Modern Simpsons episode yeah, I've ever seen. I'd like agree there, with that. It, it had like good jokes at some points, and it wasn't entirely creeping with this feeling. But there is always just this overall kind of weird, spaced out like empty room just white like beige yeah. feeling to these fucking yes, episodes that's,
1: that's a good description of it like it is hard to put your finger on it because it's like yeah like it wasn't a bad episode like there's funny moments in it i mean bart you know i mean i guess to recap the plot uh because i imagine most people have not seen this episode but uh it basically bart beca- because he's annoying or whatever they get him drums so that way he can channel his energy into something productive and because he learns the drums he gets really good at playing jazz music uh so then he's playing jazz with like these jazz musicians which pisses off lisa because that's her thing uh so there's this whole thing and then march let's Lisa adopt a puppy as a result uh, because she's sad. And so then she just starts like taking in all of these wayward animals from the circus and the zoo and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, there's, I don't know. It's the premise of it was fine enough, but I don't know. Just it, it kind of felt hollow throughout in a way if there's so yeah think that's the only way I could think to describe it
0: I don't know man I really kind of have a hard time trying to figure out exactly what it is about the Simpsons that sucks after season 10 <laughs> yeah. and like I, I'm tempted sometimes to look at everyone I know who thinks this and point out the fact that we're all the same age and but I don't think it's that. I mean, I did, this episode kind of made me laugh. And I think it, yeah, I also recognized the names of some writers and producers and stuff. And like, maybe mm. that had something to do with it. It could be, yeah. But, but Like, there is a personal aspect to it where, like, every time I watch a Modern Simpsons episode, it gives me this really just, like, grating feeling that reminds me of being in my living room where I grew up after school and watching an episode of the simpsons and being like older and like you know 14 or 15 or something or 16 and it not working the way it's supposed to (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like not really hitting the neurons or whatever the fuck in my head that it's supposed to and and, you know makes me kind of go was that is that just it is it just that i don't like is it the show it not the show's fault at all and it's just that I changed but yeah that's,
1: that's a that's uh. a thing that like I've been trying to really think about and uh, find out if that's it but then it's like but I watch the older episodes rewatch them and like enjoy those so I don't know if it's just the nostalgia and like my body my brain knows how to react to that episode cuz I've seen it 47 times or whatever I, or is it just that the newer ones are I don't know i don't really different
0: i don't think it's this thing i'm describing because if it was that then there would be like another like there would be people that are like seasons 12 through 18 or the yeah that's true because they'd be that's younger true. and that doesn't yeah. really exist like those golden era episodes are pretty much agreed upon by people mm-hmm. of a lot of different ages yeah so i don't think it's that uh, i think maybe that's just as a byproduct of it that it just it reminds me of the heartbreak of simultaneously becoming an adult and like this thing that i loved breaking and becoming like no longer magical which yeah so something
1: you have absolutely no control over either so it's just like that much more frustrating too
0: yeah it's weird man because those fucking like th- i don't know there were a couple good jokes in this but they were in between yeah. stuff like the white stripes thing where you're like who oh, gives a yeah, shit and then right. like these just weak jokes. At one point they did like a sequence where Homer is in bed with Marge and it's loud and he's like, oh, I'll soothe you to sleep with like some other sounds. It's yeah. like, that's fucking from another episode. They right, did that right. already with like yeah. the C sounds and shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you, I think what's like kind of a bummer about watching episodes like this is that like I can just see the writer's room and I can <laughs> see the mind of someone trying to write this episode and not being very good at writing which like i guess sounds (laughs) harsh but they make a bazillion dollars and you're giving the tv show to me but like this shit where like uh you know i mean one of the bits is like um the chief wiggum's car doesn't start oh give me that ostrich Ostrich, and then i'll ride away on an ostrich that's crazy that's not that fucking funny you know no and then like yeah they
1: like later on in the background you see him like arresting snake and snake is also on an ostrich and it's just i don't know it's just like one of those weird background jokes that like they used to be really good at that kind of stuff but in this particular one it was just kind of like okay yeah oh now you're the ostrich is back cool thanks
0: yeah that's like not a good callback it's just like remember the ostrich thing yeah okay (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't um, even
1: that funny in the first place
0: there's like a they kind of did it like once or twice like when they go to the jazz club and then there's like a sign gag where the jazz club's like an eight-hour performance we right two songs. two songs that's yeah. like kind of funny yeah it's kind of subtle but, but nothing. There's also g-
1: like how many times have they made fun of jazz on this show like over <laughs> the past you know 18 20 years by the time this episode came out
0: yeah and it's like i don't know like th- there was that part where crusty the clown was listing off names of jazz oh, yeah, musicians yeah. And it's like yeah, it was kind of funny for a minute but then like mm. it went like too long, too long and i think <laughs> yeah. i think the joke was supposed to be that it was too long but like uh-huh. these modern episodes also have a lot of silence in between lines and i almost think like right. didn't there used to just be like
1: fucking soundtrack joke after, joke but, after joke after joke after joke too there was
0: like. joke density but there was also yeah. just like sound cues like mm-hmm. a clarinet to let you know <laughs> yeah, the scene That's it true yeah you're I right actually they, just they don't didn't have do any that. of
1: that yeah. yeah yeah the silence is it's fucking weird <laughs> i never like now that you pointed out i'm gonna notice it like way more but i think that is one of those weird things yeah i think that might be why I was like trying to use the word hollow to describe the episode, because there are just these empty moments of it.
0: God yeah, damn. it's gonna man. drive me insane now <laughs> every time. It reminds me of like this off-putting feeling I get when I watch something on a TV where the resolution is too good and the yeah. frame rate is too high. Like British television always has right. that shit where the people move too mm-hmm. real, and you're yeah, like it's that
1: extra. Yeah, I forget what they call it, but yeah, that motion weirdness. Yeah. Like that's even like even newer episodes of The Simpsons where uh where they filmed them or filmed you know whatever in HD uh and they just have that weird yellow color that is just too bright and yellow and it just doesn't fit. I don't know. It's just totally disorienting and I fucking hate it. I watched some of season thirty one and they have gone back to the like the more mellow yellow, I guess, and so it's a little bit better. But man, I don't know it's just it's off-putting seeing that
0: yeah yeah i don't know and i mean like uh, the it's not as it's not as though every simpsons episode that's great has like a story with that heart shit we're talking about yeah you know some of them are just fucking wacky and zany yeah but these fucking plots just feel kind of like not all the way there like the jazz Mm -hmm. things kind of you know, a story, there's kind of something going on there, but this, like, side plot where Lisa just has, like, animals, I don't know, man. B-plot, there have been funnier, there have been B-plots in The Simpsons that are funnier than the A-plot, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and this one was just kind of, it felt tacked on, it was like, well, what else does Lisa like? Oh, yeah, animals, and, like, you know, being an activist of some kind, like, let's just shoehorn that into here, and, like, yeah, it was, you know, it had some heart at the end when, like, You know, Bart, they're doing a benefit for him because he broke his arm and he can't drum anymore and needs to get surgery, which another great commentary, though, on our current state of things that he (laughs) needed to raise seventy eight thousand dollars with a benefit concert so he could get surgery on his arm. Uh, But, uh, you know, and then he decides to donate that money to Lisa to build like an animal sanctuary for the animals or never. And like that's a you know, it's it. I always like when there's these moments of Bart and Lisa like getting along, like as brother and sister, like better than they normally do. But I don't know. I just kind of saw it coming right away. They almost kind of like mentioned that they're almost like, eh, look what we're gonna do. And I don't know. Just kind of wasn't that surprising, and it didn't have that same like heart punch that uh, that older episodes would have.
0: Yeah there were a couple funny things when that dog came to lisa in her sleep like the mud she didn't <laughs> yeah. that she didn't adopt and he's like i can't remember what he says he does just a, a rule of threes joke that made me laugh it was like you were superficial you cared more about the you know good looks
1: oh yeah something uh, else and yeah. then
0: not having rabies or something but the way they pranked, <laughs> yeah. i can't remember the way he said the rabies thing but that was, it was pretty funny yeah,
1: yeah and then he like paw- he's like appearing as, like, a spirit almost and, like, still pause at the door for her to open it for him to leave. Like, you know, just... Those are nice little detail jokes that I like. Uh But I think, yeah, I was trying to, like, keep track of the things. And I was like, yeah, that was pretty good. And, like, yeah, the crusty, like, listing the names off was, like like, you said, like, funny and then just kind of went on way longer than it needed to. Which I'm fine yeah. with. Like, I love a joke that, like, goes on too long, but then it, like keeps going and it gets funny again like really repetitive stuff but like that just didn't do that.
0: Yeah, man. And you think like they have all the money and time in the world to like make <laughs> yeah. a Simpsons episode. How is this fucking not working? I got to tell yeah. you something about the nature of storytelling or something where like right. this just can't they need I mean, to end this fucking show. <laughs> like yeah. it can't happen again.
1: Cuz like the the depth of like, you know, the world that they've created over the past, you know, at this point, 18 years. uh, Like, that's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's hundreds of characters. Uh, You have a lot to work with, but, yeah, like, at some point, you've done it already, I guess.
0: Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I think Modern Simpsons episodes just kind of feel, feel like when you had a really good riff going with a couple of friends, like two friends, (laughs) like there's three of you yeah, and and it's all, it's just a good time on a road trip or something. And then like the third person kind of keeps doing it. And you're like, (laughs) at the moment, it's past like, it's not that funny anymore and then eventually yeah. you just fucking want to kill them right. they, <laughs> or you like... try to
1: tell somebody about like what you guys were doing in the car later and it just doesn't translate well because they weren't there it's not in the moment it doesn't have that same rhythm and and uh yeah. feeling to it
0: yeah a modern simpsons episode is like someone telling you an episode of the simpsons that they <laughs> saw that yeah. you can't see
1: which is literally what we're doing right now uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah this is a xerox of a xerox of a xerox yeah
1: <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh man yeah i can't i don't know there wasn't too much about it the plot was okay not a lot of great jokes i don't really have a lot to say about this one
0: yeah i of- don't know <laughs> it was fucking weird it was like yeah. in a uh, clearly happened in the aughts which is a time that isn't back then and it's not now (laughs) right and it's in a part of the simpsons that isn't back then and isn't now because the modern episodes are worse i think oh yeah the 90s episodes are great there's
1: definitely some modern ones that like i've enjoyed and have watched and been like yeah that's pretty good and like if i told somebody like if i had to pick like a new episode for somebody to watch and be like no some of the new ones are good that's a good one but it's still, I don't know, it just doesn't have that same, I don't know, uh, whatever. Didn't it open uh, on
0: a funeral for, like, one of the, like, the sex yeah. worker prostitute ladies that yeah, it he was married in, like, season 10 or some shit?
1: Uh-huh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, his, uh, his Vegas wife,
0: yeah. Yeah, when that's, he went to Vegas with Flanders.
1: Right, right, yeah, they both got, like, married accidentally, like...
0: You know what else? I feel like a lot of like the, the later writers of The Simpsons used the first era of The Simpsons as a template to write episodes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, great. But they do this. They try to do this thing. And for some reason, it doesn't work in modern episodes, where which used to work. Like The old Simpsons episodes used to be really funny because they would start off about one thing and quickly diverge. Like the right, one that right. we watched is it starts off because they need a new TV. And then yeah. the episode has nothing to fucking do with that. Right. But you don't notice. But I feel like it, like it's just way more obvious in these episodes where they're like, we're doing it. And you're like, I see yeah. that you're doing it.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's like the way, like the ways in in the older episodes were a lot more subtle. And you're like, wait, how the fuck did we get to this point when they were in the mall buying a TV now? Like, and now March is, you know. Trying to get into a a country club and Homer's golfing. Like, that's just such a crazy offshoot of that. And, like, now that's doesn't really happen.
0: It's a good point. Yeah. I guess they went to the, they were like, we got to get Bart a drum set because he disrupted the funeral with this, like, ping pong paddle thing or whatever.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Made people choke on the balls. I don't know. There was one little kind of fun visual gag in that where, uh, for I mean, for whatever reason, two of the guys from Blue Man Group were at the funeral. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. like, he chokes on one of the balls, and then, like, he coughs them up, and there's, like, an extra ball in his throat, and then he turns yellow. Uh, so back to normal. I guess Blue Man Group, I guess since she was a Vegas uh, sex worker, performer, whatever, I guess that's why Blue Man Group was there. I guess that makes sense.
0: Right yeah yeah that yeah. made me laugh actually when he yeah. turned not blue anymore and he yeah was like, oh he's they were they're all just choking just all choking.
1: the time. <laughs> yeah perpetually choking <laughs> on something <laughs> for whatever reason it's just such a silly stupid visual gag yeah that one was good and it was like so early on in the episode that i was like okay yeah let's see where this goes and it just i think it just that was it pretty much yeah yeah well any more about this or the first episode you want to talk about
0: um no i think i'm pretty good i think it was a pretty good simpsons discussion
1: yeah i think it, we exhausted it um well anything you want to plug uh obviously your podcasts and whatnot
0: yeah um uh my podcast and uh now my fucking only job <laughs> <laughs> after comedy died and restaurants are dead um, is Pod Damn America. It's a joke on Pod Save America whom mm-hmm. we hate and are against. <laughs> yeah. I have to but explain just... this because sometimes people are yeah. like I love that show and then they fucking hate those guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then my other show is called Why You Mad and both of them are free and they also have a Patreon if you want nice. like, the bonus episodes and shit uh la, 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 and oh fucking merch for sale my handle and everything is feral jokes it's an anagram for my name um i guess i don't ah, I never anything that. yeah um right. i don't have anything else to, to promote because there's no touring yeah. i guess so just yeah <laughs> follow me and listen to my shows if you like my what i'm laying down here i guess yeah
1: yeah <laughs> it's uh, a lot less uh targeted towards the simpsons uh uh, than this but uh yeah man thanks so much for doing the episode i'm glad we finally got this in the books i think i think i hit you up about doing this like six months ago or something like that and finally got yeah, around dude. to doing it that's another thing
0: i'm doing in the quarantine is just going through just, these dms yeah. man <laughs> yeah <laughs> doing all these damn shows i forgot about yeah, yeah
1: might as well what else you should to do
0: i do love to cast so uh yeah, yeah no, i'm glad we did it
1: hell yeah dude well, thanks for doing it. Uh, yeah, make sure you follow Jake everywhere and check out his podcast. Uh, thanks so much for doing the show, man. It was good talking to you.
0: Oh, I have one more thing to plug. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I my YouTube page is where I'm reading Little Women. So oh, yes, absolutely. It's, it got the picture of Mo, and then it's just me reading the whole book. <laughs> I'm on chapter seven now, or eight, oh, or yeah. some shit. I can't remember. So they're
1: little. <laughs> they're little girls right now. They haven't quite made it to Little Women yet.
0: Yeah. I yeah. did. You know, I discovered this in talking about this there's another book she made after called little men that's about <laughs> <laughs> no i did not know holy shit yeah so maybe i'll do that one next all right that's yeah. it those are my plugs
1: <laughs> all right hell yeah yeah i'll link to all that in the show description and stuff uh yeah dude, thanks What's so much the the yeah man See you around. The yeah. All right,
0: dude. sorry mr burn but i don't go into these backdoor shenanigans
1: I wouldn't even